Welcome to Zimbabwe all the way. Amen. Uh, we thank the Lord for the grace that's upon your life. Uh, and we are excited to have you back with us. Amen. Uh, to today, uh, I call it my message, uh, the superior God. Oh, my God is superior. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but my God is superior. Hallelujah. My God is indeed superior. It's going to be awesome this morning. I, I want to preach from a text that is very familiar, a text that I've preached on before, but God just began to talk to me uh, in, in a new way, and I believe he, he wants to do the same as well with you today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, my God is superior. Uh, our text is going to come from the book of Daniel chapter 3, verse, uh, from verse 18 to 15. Uh, like I said, this is a very familiar scripture that uh, many of us are well acquainted with, but I believe there is so much uh, that God wants to talk to us through uh, as we read his word. Amen. Can we stand up for the reading of his word from the book of Daniel chapter 3, verse 8 to 15. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I came to preach today. I don't know about you. Amen. I came to have church today, amen. amen. I cannot afford to come to the house of the Lord and not have church, hallelujah. I cannot come to the house of the Lord and be like I'm in any cemetery, amen. I am in the house of the Lord, amen. amen. It's not a graveyard, there is, there is life in the house of the Lord, amen. amen. The word of the Lord says from the book of Daniel chapter 3 verse 8, Therefore at that time certain Chaldeans came forward, and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the gold image. Hallelujah. And whosoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews. Say, there are certain Jews. Hallelujah. Whom you have set over the affairs of the prophets of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due respect or due regard to you. They do not serve your gods. Hallelujah. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which we have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in rage and fury gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar said, spoke saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods. Hallelujah. Can you say, my God is superior? My God is superior. I'm going to skip a little bit to verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. Uh, before I, I skip to verse 19, I'm going to retract a little bit to verse uh, 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer in this manner. If that is the case, our God we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, say, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which we have set up. 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression of his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they hit the furnace seven times more. Say seven times more. Seven times more. That it was, that it was usually hot. Hallelujah. Seven times more than the usual hit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Then these men were bound. Verse 21. Then these men were bound in their cords, their trousers, their turban, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, 
fairy furnace. Therefore, because the king com king's command was urgent, the furnace was exceedingly hot. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Verse 20, let me retract a little bit. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hallelujah. So he commanded certain mighty men that will, uh, I love the King James on this, on this part. Let me remove here just a little bit. Let me change. Verse 20 of uh, Daniel chapter 3. I know it's a lot of reading. Uh, we're just doing all the reading that way. When we get into the word, we will go without uh, stopping much to look at the text. So I want you to know it's written. It's not coming from my hand. Amen. Uh, and he commanded the most mighty men. Can you say the most mighty men? That way it is army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to cast them into the burning fairy furnace. We can take our seats in the sanctuary. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This is a wonderful story, right? Bringing out the glory, the power of God. Amen. Let me just give you a little bit of a background in regards to this story. We find that uh, as we get to the book of Daniel, that the children of Israel had been uh, run over, or the nation of Israel had been run over by this king called King Nebuchadnezzar. And he had gone in uh, to Jerusalem and he had besieged that city. If we retract a little bit to the book of Daniel chapter 1, you find that it will say in the year, uh, of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Amen. So they took over that city. When they took over that city, uh, what they would do is they would take, they would uh, dispossess the inhabitants of a certain place. Whenever they would capture a city, they would take the inhabitants, therefore, and take them to Babylon. That was where their capital city was. Now, Babylon is more than day Iraq that we, that we know as, as Iraq in our time. So what they would do is they would take the captives and they would take them and, uh, and, and take them to Babylon. Then in that place where they, they would have been settling, they would also make other people settle there. This had to do with identity. Amen. It had to do with changing the identity of the people. Because as long as you remain in your place, uh, in your geographical location, they believe that you will still have ties. Some other kings would, uh, uh, whenever they would take over a city, they would leave the people staying in there. Then they would ask those people to pay tribute uh, to them. But Nebuchadnezzar operated in a different way. Uh, he had an army that was called the Scythians. This was a brutal army that he, that he ruled over with such uh, brutality. He had exercised a level of brutality to, uh, to, to maintain authority over this army. This is the army that had gone into Jerusalem. Jerusalem, the nation of our God. Amen. Mm. And they had taken that city and they had taken its inhabitants and taken them to Babylon. He had displaced them. Hallelujah. So this young man or this man that we are finding being spoken of in, the, in chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, they were not in their land of origin. They had been displaced because their land had been besieged. Their nation had been defeated in battle. We heard the Bible telling us that Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had been defeated such that 
to Nebuchadnezzar, his belief was that if my God is superior, hallelujah, I am going to take over your city. To the children of Israel, they could also have believed that whenever we go to battle, the nation with whom we fight, if our God is greater than their God, then victory is what? Is certain. Victory is assured. I want you to understand, I'm, I'm giving you this background, so you can understand the mindset of the Hebrew boys as they were facing the fire. I want you to understand where they were coming from. They were taken as captives from their beautiful land, Jerusalem, and they were taken to Babylon. Their identity was robbed of them. Now when they got to Babylon, the king did not just displace them, but he said, I'm going to give you new names according to Babylonian culture. Hallelujah. I'm going to change not only your ge geographical location, but I'm also going to change what you are called or what you are named. Hallelujah. Then, uh, as, we, as we continue, and the king appointed to them, uh, verse 3 of, uh, of, uh, of chapter 1, then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel, some of the king's descendants, and some of the nobles. So I want you to understand that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were not just ordinary men. There were nobles of the nation of Jerusalem, of Israel. There were nobles, there were heirs of, or to kings and to noblemen. Hallelujah. And they are taken to a land of captivity. And when they are put in that land, the king says, I want the cream de la cream. Hallelujah. Of this man. I want them to be the one that will form my council. So he takes the cream de la cream of Jerusalem and brings them and he says this man shall be the man that will serve me and amongst them is Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego hallelujah and Daniel and their names were changed these names that I'm mentioning they were not their original names their identity was being changed hallelujah Amen. the king sought to transfix a new identity and to placate a new identity upon their lives amen Walk with me. I want you to understand where these men are coming from. Not only were they captured from Jerusalem and taken to Babylon, and not only were their names changed, but the king also, when we read verse 3, he says, Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs. So, what does that mean? I cannot be, if I am a a, a, a master of eunuchs, it means I am put in charge of eunuchs. So in other words, what the king did was that he castrated these boys to where they were now docile, to where they were now eunuchs. They were not able to have children. They were not able to have fruit. Uh, uh, are you working with me? Walk with me, hallelujah. It's going to get beautiful. So he says, he, he, he instructed Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel, some of the king's descendants, and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had the ability to serve in the king's palace whom they might teach the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed to them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank. Three years of training for them so that at the end of the time they might be they, they might serve before the king. Hallelujah. So they were, brought, they were brought from Jerusalem when their city was besieged. They were taken to a foreign land. When they got to a foreign land, their identity was changed. They were given new names to obliterate or to erase their history. 
Then after that, they were castrated. The king made sure that they were not going to be fruitful. They were not going to bear fruit. They were not going to accomplish anything in terms of giving birth to something beyond what, what, what they had. Hallelujah. Beyond their generation. They were castrated and made docile. If it were you and I going through such austere circumstances, what would, we, would it have said concerning the theology of our God? What is the theology of your God? Or what formulates the theology of your God? Because the theology of your God determines your doxology, which is your worship. The revelation you have of God is translated into how you worship God. When David danced before the ark of the covenant, he was expressing his theology or his knowledge or his revelation of God. They brought the ark of the covenant and placed it in Obed-Edom's house. And David heard that Obed-Edom's house is being blessed. The presence of the Lord, the ark of the covenant stood for the presence of the Lord. So the presence of the Lord was changing the fortunes of Obed-Edom. And David says, what God is this that can bless even a Gentile? If he can do this for somebody that's a Gentile, how much more can he bless me? So David says, I will dance before him because he is a mighty God. His theology, hallelujah. His theology of God, his revelation of God, translated into his worship. Hallelujah. You can never out-worship your theology of God. Your revelation of who God is, is shown or is made evident in how you worship God. The word of the Lord says there are 24 elders that every day proclaim, Holy is the Lord. But you see what is happening is that every time they proclaim holy to the Lord, the Lord shows them another angle, another view of him that they were not cognizant of before. That when they see that side of God, they can't help it but to say, you are perfect in all your ways. You are holy. You are a good God. You are a righteous God. Because of the material things he has given us. 
Our theology is determined by material possessions. How much do I have in my bank account? If I don't have nothing in my bank account, then I cannot worship God. Because the measure of my God is my bank account. But this boy is saying, Bring war to you. Bring 
said to you, this young boy said, whether you make the furnace seven times water, we will not bow down. I don't know about you. What's your breaking point? What's your breaking point? This boy says, we will not break. We will not give in. We will not be frightened. We will not cower into, into backsliding because we are facing an austere situation. What is your breaking point? At what point do you throw in the tower? They said we will not throw in the tower. We will believe. We will believe in God. We will believe in God. Whether our God, listen to this voice, whether he comes to save us or not, they must have gotten a certain revelation about God. That in all things, whether I see it or I do not see it, he is working all things for the good of them that love him. He must have, they must have gotten this revelation. They probably opened the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, and they began to read. And they got to a part where they say, the word of God says, the children of Israel got to the Red Sea. And behind them, an enemy was coming. And before them, there was a Red Sea. When that Red Sea was beyond, was before them, the enemy was coming. They cried to God and said, God, oh, you, you brought us here to kill us. But the Lord says, no, 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 no. Uh, tell Moses to take his rod and put his step uh, in the river. You see, the word of the Lord, when you go to the book of Genesis, you will see that the word of the Lord says, it will say, by the, by the city called the Adam, that's where the river stopped to flow. But water still kept on coming. Because it stopped at a particular place. But there is residual water that is still coming. And they are waiting there. And they are crying. Some said, if you brought us to kill us, to Moses but Moses was saying to the Lord, you have given me an instruction. I have obeyed. Though I do not see it, but I believe it. There is something you have already worked out for my good. Though I do not see it, yet I trust that he that sent me, that gave me this assignment, is faithful. He will finish what he started. I'm 
my position is secure. Who I am in God does not change. I am the apple of his eye. He is my real God.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you want him to do it like yesterday. But he's a perfect God. Amen. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are a good, good father. You are a good, good father. That's who you are. And I'm loved by you. I'm content in knowing that you love me. That only, only that revelation, the boys have this revelation. They say, our God is able to deliver us. But if he, should he not, we will not bow down because we trust in who he is. We trust in his plans for our lives. So we are carried in captivity. Our identity, they tried to change it. After they've done that, they castrated us. They made us into eunuchs. To where we are not fruitful. But I've come to tell you, do not let your physical circumstances determine your theology. Don't let anything stop you from serving God. Don't let anything change your perception of who God is. Whether I'm, I, I have or I do not have, he does not change. He remains faithful. He is faithful. And I know the theology I have of love. What does Galatians, what does uh, uh, Corinthians say about love? Love is not self-seeking. Do you know that's the God you say? That's not self-seeking. That seeks the best for you. That desires the best for you. Do you know the God that you serve? Hallelujah. They said we will not bow down. To the seven times the fire. To the mightiest of men. But I love my Bible. One time Jesus had cast out demons. After he had cast out demons, they came to Jesus and they said, We want to know by what spirit you did this by. And Jesus says, Can you tell me how by what spirit your sons are casting out demons? Or by what spirit did John the Baptist cast out demons? Hallelujah. And they said they were afraid. In another instant, then Jesus says to them, You have to understand that a, a kingdom that's divided cannot stand. But when the, 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 the enemy comes, the first thing that he seeks to do is he seeks to bind the strong man. So here we find the strong man, the chiefest of Nebuchadnezzar's army, are commanded to take Nebuchadnezzar, the, the, the four Hebrew boys, uh, the three where they put them in the fire. But when they were about to do that, the word of the Lord says the fire was so hot that they were consumed by it. The generals of this world, the things that kill them, cannot kill you. It makes you stronger. The things that defeat them cannot destroy you. It cannot obliterate you. It makes you stronger. You are made of fire. You are a child of fire. Your God is fire. He is the living God. The word of the Lord says they cast them into the fire. And Nebuchadnezzar was baffled. Uh, the tyranny of the world probably was the Hitler at that time. He stood up and he said, Did we not? 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 Three men in the fire. How come I see there are four men in the fire? There are four men in the fire. And the fourth one looks like the son of the God of heaven. My, 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 my. You see, in the Old Testament, when we talk about Christ, the revelation of Christ in the Old Testament, we have the qualities in everything, right? Then we also call it a pre-incarnate manifestation of Jesus. Now in the Old Testament, Christ was not revealed. He was hidden. But King Nebuchadnezzar gets a theology. He goes to theology school. And in theology school, brought by these four, three Hebrew boys, they bring him to theology school. And they say, you have your God, King Nebuchadnezzar. And you have you, you idolize yourself. You worship you. You, you, you do what you want. You, you, you are prideful as you are. 
but let us take him to a school that you've never been before. Then they take him to the school, and in the school there appears a fourth man in the fire. It had not been mentioned to him that there is a son of God, but that day he says, I see someone. I wish to speak him. I do not need to be explained to me. I do not need someone to tell me who he is. Blessed 
the Lord God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him, and they frustrated the king's word. Which king? He said they frustrated the king's word. They frustrated the king's word. In other words, you are saying to this God, I myself can subject myself. Yeah. Hallelujah. And yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I make a decree. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, I make a decree that any people measure or language which speaks anything amiss <laughs> my God against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made in ashes because there is no other God who can deliver like this Amen Amen There is no other God who can deliver like this if you don't if you don't give up I've come to tell you there is no other God Amen. who can deliver Praise like my God. You see, our theology of God, that theology is different than my theology. His theology is different than my theology. <laughs> if you want to take your God and you put him in this box. It's up to you. That's your theology. Hallelujah. If you want to take your God and put him in this room, whether your problems are only, if you are only here in this house, that's where you have hope for deliverance. That's up to you. If you want to take your God and put him in race, and say this God only works for white people, for black people. That's your God. But my God, I refuse to put limitations on him. I dare to believe. I dare to trust. Let's stand up to our faith. My God, Father, we thank you. Our theology now the word of God says, and now faith is the hypostasis, the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. It is the elenkos in Greek of things that are not seen. The evidence of things not seen. I've come to tell you let your faith come from within. My Bible says uh, the, the life we live, it is no longer I that live, but the life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God, which means I have a divine faith. It is from the inside. My circumstances might speak otherwise, but faith says no. I believe in you. Hallelujah. Well, I want you to stand to pray for your life and say, Lord, I am victorious in the fire. I am a conqueror in the fire. I am a winner in the fire. I am a champion in the fire. Thank you for my theology. Reveal who you are to me. Show yourself strong in my life. Change my, my theology. Rattle my cage in the name of Jesus, discombobulate my thinking. Lord, amaze me, amaze me, amaze me, Lord. Oh, shatabaka, shatabaka, amaze me. My God, if you are here, you need prayer. I want to pray for somebody that's been going through. There is a fourth man here that says, 
I'm the deliverer. I'll make a way for you where there seems to be no way. If there's somebody that needs the touch of faith, your faith and my faith will agree. When we come to the house of the Lord, your theology and my theology together, we make something divine. We make something powerful. We make something greater. My God, we move mountains. We can say to this mountain, move, and the mountain will move. Hallelujah. Ay, 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 ay. Thank you, Lord. If there's not, hallelujah. My God. My God. My God. Hallelujah. My God. My God. Thank you, Jesus. My God. Yeah, your theology is changing. Your theology is transforming. God is about to show you a side of himself that you have never known before. My God. My God. My God. Hey, thank you, Lord. He is coming through. I want you to lift up your hands strong for you. My God, He's coming through strong for you. And He's bringing fire. The fire that burns away the dross. The fire that changes things. Fire that brings a turnaround in your life. Hey, thank you, Lord. Change theology. Change theology. Change theology. The revelation of you. You are a perfect father. A good, good father. A good, good father. You know what your daughter is needing. You are making a way for her. You are making a way for her. In Jesus' mighty name.
also picked the best stories before they even spoke it or they went on the set. But when he said it, there was no excitement in the house. I don't know if there's any room to say, yes, I receive it. The Bible says that they receive the word of God with gladness. It is at the pronouncement of the word that your miracle happens, actually happens. So we must be aware when a word is released, it carries power. We must receive it and take it and say, yes, it's mine in the name of Jesus. You know, so I believe still that those people that have been wondering and asking God when God, how is it going to happen? And I believe that is a word from God. And those women, those ladies that have been believing God for marriage, just come and receive with gladness that word in the name of Jesus. Because it is by faith, it is by the spoken word, things are released. Hallelujah. So do yourself a favor today and just come and let Pastor pray for you this word. In the name of Jesus, because words can be spoken Sunday in Sunday out, but it's not received, it's doing nothing. And there's no excitement in the house. Take it, it's yours. Take it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, belongs to you. 